Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Kitchen Gadget. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. So, Hal, we both got a text message this afternoon from Ken that Mm -hmm. said, make your list before we start recording tonight. Will you read that? Will you like, like, as you read it, the voice that was in your head? Will you do that? I will read the, yeah, I'll read the, let me find it. But just that. Like, now, like, I'm literally doing the one thing that is the reason he wanted us to yeah, do that. You're looking something, I'm, I'm just now looking to, something like, up on my I just screen. want you to repeat what you had read, like repeat the phrase, but in the voice you heard in your head. Both of you, please assemble your list of kitchen gadgets to talk about before we record. Oh, that's weird. It's different from what I heard. Make sure you have your list. That's all I heard. Make sure you have your list. That you have your list? Which is not what Ken like sounds like. Like, like list it, could be replaced with lunch as you're walking out the door or a uh, winter hat or coat. I'm just like, I'm 45 years old. When, what is it? Make sure you have your list. Well, you know what, Hal? Don't wear socks on the stairs. What? It gave me an idea for this episode that is a rarity for us to do. Yeah. Which is... Now we both have a list of uh, different gadgets. Yeah. No screen in front of us. So this yeah. is not based on any scientific research or yeah. historical research into any of these different products. This is simply, let's have each a list of things that we like. Because I buy a lot of them. Like the worst thing that happened to my life is also um, one of the best things, which I used Amazon? to watch Dragon's Den. No, I mean, Amazon, yes. Yeah. Amazon's great because you get everything real quick and you don't, you don't think about, uh, how horrible it is for everybody who has to ship and, and pack it. You just go, oh, it showed up uh, 24 hours later. No, I used to watch the Dragon's Den, which I mm-hmm. think was on Netflix. It was streaming somewhere, which is the show D&D that was show. adapted. No, it was a show that was adapted is a group of entrepreneurs who are pitched ideas for businesses and products. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that then was adapted in America to become Shark Tank. Oh, which okay. has been wildly successful. In fact, now one of the dragons will come and be a guest shark. You think he did it for the first time last season. Has any other country picked up the mantle of this show? Like in Denmark, sure. is there, you know, uh, Kraken's Lair and it's or Werewolf's Dungeon in the Black Forest. It's all just assorted <laughs> monsters from their places. Yeah. <laughs> Grendel's money bag. <laughs> uh, it, no, it, I love the show. Mm-hmm. Watch it all the time fascinated by it mm-hmm. also terrible thing for someone who is an impulse buyer oh, because yeah. i'll see so last night we saw one uh from the the season premiere there's a pizza saver it's shaped like pizza it's collapsible it has a tray in between <sighs> each level so you can put the slices in there and you can either heat them all up in that device or you can take out each divider as a pizza plate you can use in the microwave you don't no. want that in your life, and then it collapses for easy storage. You don't want that in your life, Mark. No, You're judging I'm, me. You, I'm not judging you. I am grinning ear to ear right now because just hearing you say that, I now love everything about this topic and this episode because <laughs> I forgot this detail about you is your yep. love of the single use kitchen gadget. Oh my goodness. The like, thing that does mean, one thing. There are a ton of dumb things that I've either 
bought on a whim. Mm-hmm. I'm not until I got married or got into a relationship with someone who knew how to make hard boiled eggs. I was terrible at it. I'm a decent cook. Could not figure that out for whatever reason was always off. Oh, so I no. bought one of those do? things where you put the eggs in. It's got a little pinprick on the, mm-hmm. on each egg chamber and then you fill it with a little bit of water and then you let it, it, then it does it for you. It does it for you. You don't have to do it. You know how many you, times the I boiling it? water does it for you. No, you, because you can do it wrong and then it's too cooked or it's not cooked enough and you mess it up and I will mess it up, Mark. I'm not doing right. that. All right. Hal, let me. I used it once. Yeah. Yeah. And it, do you still have it? No, no, um, listen. no. I know I said that I wasn't going to bring any bit of research into this, but there is a little bit. Mm. 1951 was the first use of the word, according to the Oxford English Dictionary kitchen gadget. Mm. It was used in the Good Housekeeping Home Encyclopedia. And a kitchen gadget was described as a specialized artifact used for prep of a single dish of or of one function across a variety of dishes Artifact. that usually winds up in the back of a drawer having been used once because it's hard to clean. <laughs> that is how good housekeeping described kitchen gadgets in 1951. Let me ask you this, Hal. Huh. I'm going to read through a few of the classic kitchen gadgets. Okay. You tell me whether or not you currently own mm-hmm. somewhere. Okay. Or have at any point owned any of these kitchen gadgets. Go ahead. Are you ready? Yeah. An apple corer. No, but I want one. I want the one where, oh no, well, does it count? Does it count if it's that thing where you put it over the top of the apple and push down and it, not only is the core cut out because it's got a circle, but it it then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got little handles on the side. Does that count? And you know what? The way it turns, it looks like a, it looks like a trivial pursuit piece. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. We'll call it that. You have one of yes, those, then. Yes, yes. All right. Yes, I've had one of those. Uh, do you have the egg slicer that's shaped like an egg and has little wires across it, and then you press it down and it slices those hard-boiled eggs that you make in a gadget that inexplicably is not a boiling pot of water? I might have something that does that, uh-huh. but it's I don't have something that that I bought that was the egg slicer. No. Have you bought any of the slicers that are designed to slice one thing? The banana slicer, the avocado slicer, the bagel slicer. Oh, a bagel slicer? No, but I have wished I've had one. I covet those, especially the one where it looks like a medieval torture device where like <laughs> you stuff the bagel in and you're like, you're getting this blade. Come yeah. get this blade, you blackguard. And then you, you cut it and that's, and it's still. Because it's a bagel. It, the, the hardest thing to do in, on earth, one of them is hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Very difficult to do. Sure. Another is to perfectly slice a bagel in half because they're all imperfect. But mm-hmm. like this, this invention purports to like, I finally solved the problem. We're going to trap that son of a gun in here real tight. You're just going to come down with the blade straight down the middle. You're going to have two perfect halves. But wow. what happens? The bagel like turns a little bit. Like a, just a little bit diagonal. And then you have what it normally looks like, which is like a, a thin lower lip to your bagel. You know what, Hal? Still happen. That gives me hope for humanity that that is what happens because Why? we are all bagels, my friend. We are all imperfect. And if there mm. were some gadget that purported to cram us into some form of uniform shape just so that it could, just so that it could, it could activate its blade based will upon us. And yet every time still the bagel comes out slightly imperfect, slightly real, slightly unique. 
Doesn't that make you happy? I just want my bagel cut evenly. That's fair. What about <laughs> those little corn holder doodads? Oh my god, yes, the two little forks, the little the forks thing. that go into get... the end of the corn. Oh, dude, I had dishes that were the shape of of a corn on the cob <laughs> that is specifically for that. Yeah, and they had laugh. the little. And then... I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because my mom has those same dishes, <laughs> yeah. and, and they have space. a little curved space on yeah. the side for, for the... the. And then you put butter in the dish, and then you spin it on yeah. there. You put little flaky salt on top. Yeah. You seen that's the guy a, that does it on TikTok with a uh, with a paint roller? He puts a paint roller on his corn. Yeah, he made a uh, he made a one great big. Oh, the unnecessary inventions guy. This was, was guy? this was the uh, this was the Rube Goldberg guy, not the unnecessary. Oh, but I like both of those guys. No, have, I imagine we funny. have we have very similar uh, TikTok sure. feeds. It's also because we just send them to each other. <laughs> Smart people doing dopey things. How about an adjustable baggy rack? A baggy rack? Explain. Yeah. Uh, baggy rack. It looks like if you opened up tongs and set uh-huh. them vertically on a counter to where they made a big V. It uh-huh. is designed. It's a little stand that looks like that, and it's designed. You just loop a uh, Ziploc bag over it. No, right. no, that sounds. That sounds even to me. That sounds pointless. Yeah, like you can't open a, a Ziploc bag. That's the problem. It's like I can't figure yeah. out how this opens. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. ostensibly the problem. They're bigger, unless you need it. Pancake batter dispenser. No, I wish. Oh, I look at those. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've, I've come close. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer has been the voice of reason many a time. Thank and I goodness. think the pancake, uh, that was definitely like one I was like, but I can make perfect. She's like, we, we don't make pancakes that often. I'm like, but it's a perfect amount and it will only take up too much space. I would use yeah, that one. Thank goodness. And then never again. Exactly. And then you will just use the yeah. bowl that you made the batter in. Yes. That's right. And a little. Um, speaking of cereal, the never soggy cereal separator. No, because I like soggy cereal. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that one is weird. Where it's like you make a water park for cereal. Yeah, and so it goes. The down, they go down the, the slide. Yeah, and then you have the dry, but it's like never quite. And I also don't like this cereal cup I've seen making the rounds, where you drink it like it's like a cup, mm-hmm. and it's like half and half. But somehow you pour it, and it's like a little bit of eat. Like you get the perfect amount of both. Wait, and like so you're drinking? Drunk. You're drinking the cereal like. You're drinking dry cereal, but then some milk gets added to the sip. I can't even remember. Look, like, I know it exists. I sound like I'm insane because no, I you can't don't. describe how it works. But for it, a second, I don't it, like it. For a second, I thought you sounded a little insane when you were talking uh-huh. about drinking cereal. Yeah. And I was like, drinking cereal? That sounds ridiculous. Oh, wait a minute. Every time I turn up the corner of the box, just to have a little bit. Oh, you I'm do that? You drink it cereal. out of the... Oh, really? You oh, yeah. You never just box? crack it open and tip the box in a little bit? The bowls I make are so large that there is no want for extra cereal when I'm done. <laughs> I take care of that. I go, I'm like, I'm very, like, whatever I like, I become my own parent. I'm like, you have to smoke the whole pack. Oh, my gosh. What about, uh, all right, one last one for you. Yeah. The, no, two last ones for you. The yeah. and corn stripper plastic blade. It's a no. round, going back to the corn, yeah. it's, yeah, you, you slide it. corn through it. Yeah, yeah, to get all the kernels off, yeah. which a lot of people like to, there are a lot of different ways. You can either eat it like a typewriter, you can eat it at a row around, What's or your, you can just cut all the corn off and spoon it. I'm a cut it all off and spoon it guy. I like to work my way across rows like a typewriter, because nice. then I feel a sense of accomplishment when I'm done. I'm like, not a kernel left. I like spooning it because the corn is always big spoon. And it won't get stuck between your teeth. There's uh, the <laughs> The corn is always big spoon? Yeah. What does that mean? Big spoon, little spoon. You know, when you snuggle up, the big spoon's the one on the outside. 
Right. But the, what are you, do you, do you, do don't you ask me questions. Of, don't ask me questions about how I eat my corn, Hal. You're right. I don't want the answer. You don't want to know. All right. Here's the last one. The Mr. Sneezy egg separator. Do you have a Mr. Sneezy? Oh, where, where it looks like he sneezes out the white, but the yolk yep. remains. No, I do have an egg separator. Yeah. Do you have an egg separator with a face on it? No. And the no face. egg white comes out of its nose. No, I just got a simple one. And I've never used it. No, <laughs> it's what, no, you pour it. You crack, Mark, you crack the egg. Mark, Mark, I'm your dad. Whenever I say your name, I want to do like your dad. Mark, you drop it into this, like, you know, it's, it looks, it looks like a cross between a spoon and a measuring cup, like a, like a quarter cup measuring cup. And you pour it in, there's a catch for the yolk, and then there are mm. slots around it where the white drips down. It's the same idea behind Mr. Sneezy. Just right. no clever, it's, like, oh, it's look, not, you, it's, oh, it's not the version you buy at Spencer Gifts. Yes. Yeah. It's not next to like a, like a certified old fart roll of toilet paper. <laughs> you buy it at William Sonoma, like an adult. Yeah. Next to the old fart toilet paper that William Sonoma has, which is higher quality. Yeah. And has then the old fart toilet onto it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. What do you think are some of the real contenders? Uh, well, I have some other weird ones I want to talk Ooh, about. Okay. First of all, I have owned a slap chop and I have something similar to it now. Do you use it? I have used it. I've used it specifically for mincing garlic. Yeah. Because I'll tell you this, as a kitchen gadget, one that yeah. comes with all of the kits but is the worst and dumbest is that garlic press. You know, the little flip oh, around. Oh, the little handheld one where you – we have a garlic press. We use that actually a lot, but, but the little grate really? part comes out so you can clean it a lot easier. Oh, but okay. It, See, I have that, the cheap one and it's – it takes me longer to clean it than it would to just chop up the garlic. Anything that you do that, that involves pushing something through something else, especially through fine holes, yeah. you would need a toothbrush to clean it properly. It's just very hard to get it properly clean. Same thing with the slap chop or the yeah. version we had, which I, I have had an actual slap chop. I've also had the ShamWow, which sucked. Really? Yeah. I have a kitchen toothbrush for cleaning things. Yeah, I do too. I have several toothbrushes that are for cleaning various things around the house. Including my teeth. <laughs> um, so, but tell me, tell me about the, uh, why, why no, no good on the ShamWow? Cause it doesn't really soak stuff up well. Oh, that's and it doesn't dry out right away. And it's cheap and just get a microfiber cloth. Yeah. Like you, it will last a long time. You put it in the washing machine. Come on. Don't do this to yourself. Yeah. It's a expensive rag being yeah. shilled by a, uh, problematic person who's dressed like he's in rent. Correct. Yeah, it's just like he's in red. All right, what else? Uh, what other? What, what other ridiculous well, single-use gadgets do you have? Problem with the slap chop. Just to go back, is you oh, open yeah. it up, take it apart. You still have a zigzag blade, which is what's mm -hmm. pushing through, and it's hard to clean. It's sharp. You have to work your way around it. Again, you need like a toothbrush to do it, and even then, there's always going to be anything you do that requires that is like a garlic prep tool is yeah. going to have dried bits of garlic on it. You just have to deal with that. And if that's something you're okay with, then more power to you. All right. I, there are a couple more I want to talk about. Okay. Of the ridiculous I get up the Dash rabbit, Rapid Egg Cooker here. Here's one. Oh, wait a minute. So some of these, yeah. it sounds like they're either battery operated or plug into the wall. If they're small enough, yeah. are we counting them as kitchen gadgets or yeah. that egg cooker? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't they're, know if this was like egg a, a plug-in. I didn't know if it was like, if it's, if it plugs in, it's an appliance. If it doesn't, think, it's a gadget. I, I think we can. We play pretty like loose on been, this. Yeah, if it's been like in a TV 
info if it's been like yeah. an infomercial well like, if it's best infomercial product then vitamix has to go straight to the finals mashed yeah. potatoes mashed potatoes just for the best infomercial ever yeah that one's already did that one win i don't remember don't tell me no but care. the the yeah I, we so you know. <laughs> one is uh, one is a gift sometimes people gift me these things because they know mm-hmm. so i received potato gloves i think it might have been uh, it was either a birthday gift or maybe an engagement gift Oh wow! Potato these gloves, gloves made of potato? No, they're gloves. They're like gardening gloves, but the palms and fingers have like a really good like silicone covering. It was some sort of siliconish mm-hmm. covering, but also a bunch of of bumps, like square knobs. The idea being, you put a potato underwater, and then you go like this with it, like you rub your hands over it mm-hmm. and peel the potato. And it's supposed to like to watch the commercial. It's like uh, you know. Rub, rub, like, you know, run your hands over it a couple times, boom, perfectly peeled potato. In reality, what you're left with is just this haggard, checkered potato with every bit of it that you couldn't get at. You know, there's a bunch of eyes and potatoes and stuff. Gloves don't help with that. They're just aimlessly, it would be like trying to peel a carrot with your eyes closed and you also can't use your hands. You got to use your feet. (laughs) How well do you think that, that carrot would be peeled? Yeah, not terribly oh, well, Hal. Oh, and you can't use a peeler. You have to use a tender, a meat tenderizer. Uh, that reminds me of, uh, now you're making me think of that uh, Cutthroat Kitchen. Oh, yeah. Alton Brown show where he's like, okay, the only thing you can use to cook is a coffee machine. Make me a steak. <laughs> God, geez, what? Make me a steak. What do you think is, of all of the gadgets in your kitchen, which one, and I'm, I don't mean the ones that everyone has in their kitchen. I mean the ones that you... Of, of your collection of hilarious kitchen gadgets, what stands out to you? What do you use the most? I don't keep any of them. That's the problem is I don't, there isn't one I use the most because I don't use, uh, like the ones I use are the normal ones. I use a mandolin slicer a fair amount. Yeah. Oh, I did. Here's another one <laughs> that I tried to use a bunch of times. Okay. It was a piece of crap is one of those bag sealers, like the hand, like it had a magnet on it to stick on the fridge. And then oh, you yeah. put batteries in it, and it's got like a little, like a heated metal yeah. element that you run through a bag of, of you, you clamp it down and run it across an open bag of Doritos, and it seals it while also eliminating the top part that is already like, it's super empty, so the bag becomes smaller. If I reseal a bag of Doritos, I'm just yeah. going to unseal it in half an hour. Yeah, but then you get to reseal it again. You can forever reseal it as the bag becomes smaller and smaller, is, is the promise of this product. This product. Yeah. You can hear the air quotes I'm using because it, mean, is, it is it is a product. It is a pro- oh sorry this pr- this product that's there me making go. fun of. Oh, it you sound like Ken when he told us to make lists. Don't forget your list of the other products. <laughs> this thing never worked once, and I wanted to so badly. Yeah, just be able and I and it's not like I was weak. I tried different types of pressure. I checked the batteries on it. And then they have these like vacuum seal thing, like just none of it. I, I can't, it's not, that's not, uh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, Mark. I'm sorry it didn't work, Hal, but you know what? <sighs> what? Let's talk about some kitchen gadgets that do work. Actually, okay. maybe we should take a break. Fine. And when we come back from our break, let's talk about some kitchen gadgets that really do work. And we will get into the nitty gritty of what the best kitchen gadget truly is. And it's not Mr. Sneezy. That's right. So put away your banana loco, core and filler, 
and listen to a brief word from some of the other fine shows on the Maximum Fun Network. You never know what the future holds. I'm Jesse Thorne. On the next Bullseye, our annual Halloween Spectacular. We'll interview Anna Fabrega from Los Espookies, Monet Exchange from Drag Race, and the great R.L. Stein, creator of Goosebumps. You know, I don't really get too deep into the real fears. It's a lot safer to do a dummy coming to life. That's on the next Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say Bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me? All right, Hal, let's jump into what we think are the contenders for the actual best kitchen gadget. And I think there is going to be, we're going to have to debate a few of these, whether they are gadgets or utensils. Okay. You know what hmm. I mean? I got one that, that may be an appliance. So let's see. Great. You want to just start making a master list as we go down, create our rogues gallery and see what stands out or. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one. Okay. I don't know. I have a feeling it might be an appliance. So it didn't really come up when we were talking about appliances though, which seems odd because it is one of the best cooking tools I've ever had that I did use quite a bit and not only cook the meat properly, but also it didn't lose the juice. And that is the George Foreman grill. Do you think that's a gadget? I don't think the Foreman grill is a gadget. I would well, call the you. Foreman. <laughs> we can think of it as a gadget though. Cause I don't want no, you to yell at you. me like that. No, I'm not going to yell at you. It I feels, it feels tell. Here's why I don't think the Foreman grill is a gadget. I don't think it fits that description of it serving one function, one very specific function for a lot of things or all of the functions for one specific dish. I mean, it is. It's just a grill. All you can do is put meat and fish on it. Yeah. (laughs) It does one thing. It doesn't do anything else. So it meets that definition. Maybe it's not the winner, but I, yeah, it feels weird that we didn't talk about it before. It feels really good. Oh, they're great. I use mine all the time. Yeah. I actually have a spot. Uh, it makes for easy cleanup. I have a spot next to my sink where I just set the Foreman grill there. Oh, so the grease, the grease just, just runs down. Yeah. Just it's it usually not and let it solidify. And then you don't want to pour grease down your drain. That's true, but I'm not usually doing greasy stuff in there. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's not really like I'm usually doing like chicken or yeah. it's You're barely not- whatever juice is coming out of it. It's usually not, not a. You know, making a goose for Henry VIII in there. <laughs> exactly. Hey, the fat is everywhere, my lord. It's almost ready. Huh, huh. <laughs> Come on, you. It's time to get in the grill. Huh, huh. All right, fine. One more half hour, but that's it. Yay. Why, I mean, you're <laughs> the Oh, the goose is playing Tetris, everybody. 
All right, I got one. You can tell since you since you threw out one that uh isn't necessarily a gadget because it's an appliance, I'll throw out one that may not be a gadget because it's a utensil. And that is the peeler. You know, I was going to put that on my list because it's such an essential piece of kitchen equipment. Yeah. It is very specifically for things that you want to peel. Yeah, it's why it does one thing. Yeah. And it's kind of indispensable as far as that goes, because a lot of uh, a lot of things that you eat that are that are vegetables or or starches like potatoes, you want them to be peeled. Yeah, that's oh, a, that's I use mine all the important. time. Yeah, we use ours all the time too. Right. So I think that is I think that's a really good one. I think we can count that one. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Here's one. This is uh oh okay. I'm gonna go with this one. This is a meat thermometer. But not the one that, that looks like just the dial that feels like you never know what number it's on mm-hmm. because it's constantly like rise, fall, rise and fall on the wings of our dreams. <laughs> it keeps like moving. Yeah. I don't like that because it's not giving me an accurate reading. I'm sorry that you and this particular type of thermometer don't seem to know each other that well. It's, it's as if you are perfect strangers. <laughs> yeah. Rise like, I, and fall. I, I like. <laughs> I'm like, I need you to tell me if this chicken breast is at the proper temperature. Can you do that? It's a, of course I can, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> but I, I like the digital, it doesn't need to be a smart thermometer. The ones that you can yeah. put like in a turkey and leave, leave in, in the oven and monitor remotely are really, a digital really one? cool. Did anything digital, yeah. any digital that gives you a more accurate reading and an almost instantaneous reading, because often if something needs to be cooked more, I want to know right away so that I can put it back in. Yeah. I don't want to have to mess around. Not only is it on my list, it's one of the ones that's highlighted on my list. I think the thermometer is indispensable. You can use it for a million things Mm -hmm. or you can use it for one very specific thing in a million ways. That's right. And the most important ways too: food safety without food tasting terrible. Because a lot of times, I mean, until I had one in my kitchen, I would just be like, look, I got to make sure this chicken is done all the way through. So I'm going to put it in the Foreman grill go to work, and then when I come home, then it should probably be safe by then. You're like, who put the who put shoe leather in my yeah. George Foreman grill? Yeah, wait a minute. Why, why is there a Tiva in here? <laughs> the finest in desert fashion, now available for dinner. Oh, my gosh. All right, I got another one that uh-huh. I think might wind up on our all-star list. Okay. The mandolin slicer. You mentioned it before. Have it on my list, too love the mandolin slicer it is it perfectly even slices of everything mm-hmm. it, it's it took slicing and it made it idiot proof it made it restaurant fast like yeah. you can do mass quantities for parties and things it made it safer and you get more out of everything that you're using it for 100 percent. i love it yeah particularly for making salads i like it for mm-hmm. carrot slices in particular because those are a little bit more challenging to slice evenly also like yeah. cucumbers but tomatoes most of all it is a game changer for cutting tomatoes if yeah. you want tomato slices for a burger sandwich the one i have is adjustable so it can be a little thicker or a little thinner it doesn't take up a lot of room and it's yeah it is a a game changing device yeah but you are I love using my it on a on a very i also do like there's something to the art of knife work as a, a, you know, professionals who are really good at it are incredible, yeah. but learning and developing that skill is important in being a chef. That doesn't mean that this is a shortcut because there are a lot of things that you want to do 
to to either mince something or dice something that you just can't do with a mandolin slicer. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's outstanding. Love it. Use it to make salads a, a lot. I will work to the max of my knife skills with a knife. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things I can't do with a knife. I like super thinly sliced radishes a lot. Right. And the mandolin slicer, I mean, you can see through them. I love it. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it takes, uh, you know what it is? It's like it democratizes fancy, fancy cut stuff at home. Yeah. You know, I really like that. All right, what else you got? Here's one I don't have on my list, but that I just thought of. Oh, have you geez. seen those things that you put in the pot that stir the stuff by itself? <laughs> like it's a little thing and it just moves around and mixes everything together continuously no. as you cook. Like a food Roomba? Yeah. Yeah, no. a Fumba. And it just goes around in circles and you can change the speed so it mixes faster or shorter. I think that's neat, but the, I'm not going to talk about that. I just wanted to, I, I, I just wanted to bring it up because I think it's cool. How do you have one. QVC on in the background? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's what's in my earpiece. Why? Hold on a oh, second. That's fair. Hold on a second. I haven't made a phone call. Yep. Three. Thank you. It's Hal. <laughs> Lublin. <laughs> California. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. In that case, could I order a large pie with pepperoni and half sausage? Hal, did you think you were calling QVC and accidentally hit the other number on speed dial? Uh-huh. Ah, I gotcha. Is it weird that neither of them is Jennifer? Yep. Oh, well. Uh, the, here's one that's, that's maybe a little bit outside of the, uh, outside of the box. That is the Whirly Pop, the stovetop popcorn cooker. You're a, you're a stovetop popcorn guy. I am. Listen, if I had one, the reason why is I don't like an air popper where you can't mix in oil. I like to use coconut oil. And then I use the Flavacol. I've talked about this, I'm sure, a million times in the last two years. The Flavacol sounds like a really tasty collarbone. Exactly. It sounds like a tasty collarbone. It is actually the powder that they use in movie theaters that gives the popcorn its unique taste. So with a stovetop popper, you can make that. There are also poppers that you can just do on the countertop. That will mm-hmm. do the same thing, but this one is, it's kind of fun to like turn the crank and, yeah. and put it together. It doesn't take long. It's maybe, maybe within like eight minutes, popcorn is done, like from start to finish. I've got it going and it is a single thing that mm-hmm. you can use a bunch, it cleans really easy. So I it, it is a fantastic for making one single thing. It yeah. does it fantastically well. I've never burned the popcorn before. I have very few unpopped kernels. It's just a great. This is the thing where it's got like, easy. it's got like a spit. You have the handle that you're spinning on the top and it's connected to a thing on the bottom that spins it as well, right? The, the handle is actually on the, it's actually runs through the actual pot handle. So you oh, gotcha. hold the pot handle and then you turn a crank on it. Gotcha. So the top is just, there are two different sides that open up. Like the little clown in the one at Disneyland. Correct. Yes. A you become the little clown. At you become the little clown. The clown. There are a few in like every land. There's somebody. There's one where it's like the the guy in the lederhosen is doing it. Yeah. I. They, well, they change the costumes depending on which land they're in. Yeah. Whatever. You know, Frontierland. It's a cowboy. There's an astronaut. Yeah. I will see your popcorn popper uh-huh. and not raise, but call you with the opposite version of that, and that is the hand cranked ice cream maker. The vintage American classic uh, dating back to the late 1900s, the hand cranked home ice cream maker, salt, put it in the freezer. 
crank it when you need to. The electric version came out in 61, but before that, it was always the hand crank version. Thoughts? I don't love an ice cream. I've had bad experiences with ice cream makers. I'm willing to. Really? You don't, do, you don't like shot. homemade ice cream? No, I like the concept of it. I've just, it's been a disaster when I've tried to do it. And I think part of it is I didn't. You have don't have some kitchen gadget in there that we will make it easier. Maker. We had yeah. a Cuisinart ice cream maker. It was one of our either wedding or engagement gifts. And yeah. we used it. My sister-in-law and I used it once and it, we did not like how it came out and we followed the recipe and something went horribly wrong. Yeah. So, but I've since learned from TikTok, this person who makes ice cream, like it's just them making ice cream and they show mm-hmm. you there is a base to it that's like heavy yeah. cream, milk, like heat, like you heat milk and you add heavy cream, sugar. And I forget if there's, if there's something else, but it's, it's a relatively simple base. Then you mm-hmm. add stuff to it, sift it, and then you have like Kit Kat flavored ice cream, cereal, like whatever your flavoring sure. needs to be. But uh, th- for that reason, I-, I like the hand cranking of the popcorn. I don't want to hand crank for that. How long does it take to make that? That's the ice true. Cream? It takes a while and you like have to hour? kind of crank it every, uh, well, more than that, I think. I do yeah, like, that's... have you seen the shakeable one? There's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. The ice cream like shaking machine. Almost. Yeah, yeah. You just, yeah. You, all you need is ice and salt. Yeah. And then you can, you can shake it up and make your ice cream. I like those. Yeah. We've um, definitely, right. we've definitely moved beyond that in terms of our, in terms of the hand, the hand crank is nice, but I like, I could come back and say, I'll raise you a butter churn. That's true. I, that's fair. Uh, I guess it's what hasn't been improved upon. And I would argue that yeah. a mandolin slicer, a thermometer and a peeler yeah. have not been improved upon. True. The popper, we can argue whether it's been improved upon, but it's, uh, it's been, but it's, it's certainly still been cool. automated. Yeah. As the ice cream has, but it, but the, uh, the making of the popcorn in that way is not labor intensive. Yeah. That's where I go. Well, you know, it's not like it's that bad. So. All right. I'm going to throw one out. Another manual hand operated. Hey, is it my turn? Oh, is it your turn? Oh, yeah. I threw out the ice cream machine. I'm sorry. What about the immersion blender? <laughs> what? It's no, cool. Absolutely Why? not. You put it in the pot and then it, it immerses yeah. and blends. Absolutely not. How love tomato soup. Why not? I made one of the best pots of gravy that I have ever made. Yeah. It was delicious. Uh-huh. But it was it still at a chunky point, right? It was a little too yeah. chunky for what I wanted it to be. So I thought, I know, I'll hit it with the immersion blender. Whoa. Where, I put the immersion blender in. And I guess the blade was not attached quite right. And it, because I was using a coated big saucepan to make the gravy in, uh-huh. it shredded the coating on the bottom of that pan not only ruining one of my good pans, but also ruining the best gravy I had ever made. If you had to go back and do it again, what would you do? How would you do it? The way I would fix it if I had to go back again would just, I would be more patient. I would do it with a mashed potato press, let it stew for longer so that everything broke down a little more. And I would put it in the food processor or the blender. I definitely would not use, I like an immersion blender. I I previously liked an immersion blender, but then it broke my heart. Hal, I mean, it sounds like user error. I get it though. I like you I won't sound eat- like user error. <laughs> I do sound like you. Look, I won't eat at TGI Fridays because I got food poisoning there in 1999. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> so I get it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and I used to love it there. I would get the yeah. same thing every time. Some uh, some chicken wings. What the, chicken wings and what? And some potato skins. 
I would bar get appetizers. Food. I yeah. like that. Yeah, I'd get bar food yeah, sure. and drink. And I like that they had the know, big lemonade. flat mozzarella. It yeah. wasn't mozzarella yeah. sticks. It was like, the mo- like, it was like triangles for them. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. But then I got but, you know poisoning. What? It was bad. Yeah. And now I won't go back because I'm afraid I'll get it again. And much like you took it personally from TGI Fridays and now you're enemies. Yes. Now I am enemies with the immersion blender. That's fair. That's yeah. fine. Also, we don't really use ours. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used it at all. <laughs> It just seems good. It seems like a good thing to use. That's fair. I'm going to throw out one that is, was a game changer. I have to put it on here because of the history nerd that I am. And it's the can opener. Sure. The mechanical hand cranked can opener canning in general food storage and army marching game changer. Was it Napoleon's yeah. army that marched on canned food? There was some, there was, it was an older army than you would think that they were the first army that was like, oh, we, everything is going to be cans. It was Hannibal's Every, army. All it was they Hannibal's had. army. They, all they had, all that elephant meat, canned elephant meat. Uh huh. You know what? It's so much better than the frozen stuff. It is. It's, it's fresher. Yeah. And you have more of the nutrients in the elephant meat. Exactly. Ugh. Especially if you get the alpine elephant meat. Oh. Yeah. It oh, comes there's with one a, feather. There's, there's melted can. Gruyere on top. There's a Gruyere, cheesy elephant oh, loaf. Cheesy elephant loaf. But yes, the can opener is great. There, yeah. I mean, the electric ones are great. We grew up with those, or I grew up with those, where you, yeah. where it had the little magnet, so that the, it looked like the can was just rotating in air as yeah. it opened. But a hand crank can opener also great. Like they still make it. People still have them, but like they've remained relatively the same for a very, very long time. So I, that is yeah. a really good one. I like that one. I think that's got to be up there. All right. What else you got? I only have one more. Uh huh. The salad spinner. <laughs> Can I cross that? it off my list then? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Great. Or put the star next to it. Yeah. Look, everybody. No, let me, let me just pitch everybody real quick. You know how bad it is when there's too much water on your salad. Like you watch your salad. Yeah. Before you eat the salad, and like this is so wet, it's sopping wet. I'm just gonna be eating wet. I don't want wet salad. I want the natural moisture in there. I don't want it dried out, but I gotta get all this wet off my salad. So you throw it in this thing, and you pump the handle, and it spins real fast. And that's fun. And then when it's done, it's still wet, but the wet has gone all over the place. It feels <laughs> like it's more of a mist now. And you go, oh, this is manageable. And then you put dressing on, and it's wet again. Wait, you don't think that it's actually getting rid of the water on the side? In my experience, it has not been that good at doing oh, it. Oh, man. People use it. I liked my salad spinner. I only ever had one when I was living in Montreal. There was just one in that apartment. So I was like, oh, I'll use this. And I loved it. I put anything that I needed to dry off, at, like anything that I would Underwear. was cooking. Yeah. Underpants went in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could put your swimsuit in there if you go swimming. It's like that thing at the yeah. gym. I love that. <laughs> yeah. You just lay your elbow down on it and wait for it to stop spinning your shorts. Well, spin my salad. My shorts well. are dry. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I I really like the salad spinner. I think it's a great one. It was a lot of fun. When I tried to do stand-up in college, I had a bit about how weird the salad spinner was. Uh, it was a really bad bit, as was that entire three-minute act. It was really bad. I was really bad at stand-up. Do you have it recorded anywhere? There might be a recording of it somewhere. I don't know. I, I didn't film it. That's for sure. Yeah, I tried stand up once. Did not enjoy it. I yeah. like, well, it's like, this is why we have this show. We like playing with other people. Yeah. 
Did your yeah. agent tell you to do it because everybody was doing stand up in the early to mid two thousands? Like every actor was told to go do stand up so that people could see you. Yeah, something to that effect. Right. Yeah, I just did it because I loved stand up and I was like, I'm funny. I should I should be able to do this. But I think I it was. I, yeah, I think it was more like I was telling myself that thing that that, that my age that you like. It's not my agent saying, hey, everyone's doing this. Go do this. It was me telling myself, hey, everyone's doing this. Go do this. And mine was, unlike yours, mine was not saying it's because you're funny, (laughs) which was correct when it came to stand up. Well, I I was not. I also didn't go at it thinking like, this is going to be easy. I went at it like, I've watched this all my life. I love it. I love making people laugh. I definitely enjoy performing comedy. I love improvising. So I really want to give this a try and see if I can do it. And I couldn't. And I, well, you only did I, it. Wait, how many times did you do it? Like three or four times. But Dude, there are guys know, that you got to go on the road oh, and you got to, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. No, I'm not saying like, this is too hard. I just, the reason why I stopped is because I knew everything I was saying was so surface level. Like the quiz before the movies is weird because it's real easy. Here's what it's like going to the movies. And like, yeah. it, the, there's nothing personal in that. And I think the best comedians are either so funny that their point of view, like Paul's stuff before, uh, like from impersonal before Mm -hmm. was really good. Even then he was doing personal stuff, but everything, you know, him talking about his life and telling those stories, there's such a vulnerability to it. Yeah. And it's incredible to watch. And all the best, almost all the best comedians have that with the exception of Jerry Seinfeld is just an incredible crafter and deliverer of jokes. And even that, you know, like, Oh, he's a curmudgeon. He doesn't like anything. He has complaints about everything. So I I just didn't have that. Mine was like this weird, like, I'm Jerry Seinfeld, but I'm also David Brenner, but I'm also not as good as either of them. (laughs) And here I am. You want to know how weird it is, how easy those quizzes are before the movies? I feel like that was a large part of of my act because that was pretty much the quiz before the movies. Yeah. Did you do your act during the quiz before the movies? (laughs) I should have just gotten up and done it then. Some, so there was some woman that went viral on, uh, she did it at some movie theater. Did you see yes. this? Yes. And it was amazing. Terrible. She was like, I'm just going to go down and do my stand ups. Yes. And people were like, start the movie. Yep. Oh, I love that. Did I ever tell you? I know we have to end this, but mm-hmm. did I ever tell you about the last time I did stand up ever? No. I decided I was going to wing it. Uh huh. I was like, I'm just going to wing it. I'm going to do whatever comes in my head. I've been improvising for a while. And so I went up, I thought I had a really good joke that I came up with, like, right before I went on stage, told it, completely died. There was nobody there except the other eight people who were going to do stand-up and, like, two friends of mine. Mm. So this is in Philly. Rough. And so I said, you know, um, a lot of people do their own impressions of Elvis, and I'm no different. But what I'd like to do is my impression of what I think it would be like if Elvis was here right now. And then I just dropped down on the stage, like collapsed and laid there like I was dead. And uh, I did that for two and a half minutes until my time was up. That was your whole set? I just, at that point, I was like, I'm bailing on this. That was me bailing on it. I'm going to do my Elvis impression. And then I just pretended I was dead for two and a half minutes. Oh, my God. And now I performed in Australia and New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord have mercy. All right, where were we? Uh, Let's pick one of these. Uh, Actually, no, I wanted to throw out... uh, Oh, you got a couple more? All right, come on. Uh, Yeah, so let's jump back into talking about... uh, I got a couple more that I want to throw out there, and this is less a 
are they the best kitchen gadget and more uh, are they a kitchen gadget? Okay. And one is storage wear, Ziploc bags and Tupperware. I think that's, I think, I actually think there is enough there for its own episode. What do you think of that? Of containers? Yeah. Sure. Best food storage. We'll add it to the list. This, All dude, right. I'm loving this kitchen month. Kitchen month is a blast. It's cascading. It really is. It was going to be food month and then it was going to be house month and then they yeah. just had a baby and it was kitchen month. That's right. The other one is the box shredder. Uh, yeah. Okay. But it's, but it's, it's not as good as the one that we both know is probably out of all of these great kitchen gadgets that we've talked about, the only one that's really essential. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I like a box shredder. I like a plane shredder too. We have a plane shredder. I don't even have a box yeah. shredder. Yeah. So you just, I only said box shredder over just plain shredder because I couldn't think of the name plane shredder. Are you saying P L A N E or P L A I N? P L A N E. Cause it's yeah, like, that's a what I thought. It's yeah. like that's the plane. kind that I have and I prefer, but I couldn't think of what that was called. Hand shredder. I started to say and then went, that sounds like it shreds hands. I mean, it does if you, if you hold it wrong. Yeah. Ooh, my knuckles on that one side of a box shredder. (laughs) Are you scared? Do you have a fear of cutting yourself or shredding yourself? Yeah. Like a lot? Just with a shredder, I do. And especially that one that's just, you know, that one that's just barbs. I think it's for like ginger if you want to mince ginger or stuff like that. But yeah, that just that like a like nail files to me. Yeah, rough. Hal, do we know what the answer is? I think so. I think we do, three? too. Yes. All right, ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Can, opener. Can opener. Yeah. People of the world, it it's hardly been improved upon in the decades. Yes, they've automated it, but a lot of things have been automated. It's different than automating, like, what a blender does, an immersion blender or regular blender. It is different than that. It is the ability to open canned foods so you can have food that is, that lasts you longer. And the, uh, the extra part is the handle. By and large, you have the one that has like a little extra spot on it. You can open a bottle with it. Pop a bottle yeah. cap up. They still have that, even though it's only like fancy water that has that on it. But it is a classic. It was a game changer and it continues to be an essential part of your kitchen today. So sorry to you, food steamer that I've used many times. I'm sorry, sorry, Mr. Sneezy. Sorry, Mr. Sneezy, but you're done. The answer is can opener asked and answered. This episode made me hungry, Hal. Me too. I'm going to go make some dinner. All right. This topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or you can email us. We got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group. Talk about your favorite kitchen gadgets that you've owned or wanted to own. Facebook.com slash groups slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume. You can visit and support him at patreon.com slash Ken Plume. Thank you also to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba. And of course, thanks to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively. And thanks to you the people of the world, with whom Hal and I would love to be individual bits of cereal climbing into the never soggy cereal separator and sliding down that fun little slide of a water park ride within that bowl and have a grand old time swimming with you in the bottom of that pool. Whee! For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi.
For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland, and don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.